Hello, my lovely, beautiful, Christ-filled people. That was the weirdest introduction I've ever done. I thought I was so smart today because I couldn't figure out how to unscrew the mic from the... Is it plugged in? Yeah. I couldn't figure out how to unscrew the mic from the stand. That's why I wedged it in between the couch. I just thought I was really smart. <laughs> um, I hope you've all had a good week. I'm very casual today. Haven't had my coffee yet, so I make, I make the best iced coffees, coffees in general. I was about to tell you my secret to make them good, but I'm not going to tell you. If you want an iced coffee, just hit me up. I'll make you one. Um, <laughs> I am, but no, I'm very casual today. I've got my fluffy socks on. That was gross. Um, I'm very excited for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you haven't been with us, I'm Shad, the host of this podcast, Grace Through Faith, Christian podcast, obviously, because what other podcast would you want to listen to? But today, we're just going to get right into it. We're going to talk about hustle culture. Hustle culture, man, is so prevalent in our, oh, just quick, oh, I didn't even pray. Oh my, oh my goodness. This is also falling at the same time. We're going we're gonna to pause. We're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for not praying. Uh, Lord, I just pray that your hand would be over this podcast today, Father, um, and that I would make sense, Lord, um, and that you would just speak to the people who are listening, touch their hearts, touch their minds, Father. Um, yeah, and I just pray for your love and your peace and just an overwhelming overflow of your spirit, Heavenly Father. Thank you for who you are and amen. I'm sorry. I always feel like I need to pray before I start. Um, I wrote this episode like 20 minutes ago. So I have notes. I'm going to be looking down a lot on my phone. It is very jumpy. Not jumpy. That's the wrong word. Um, I'm, yeah, you'll see what I mean. We're going to be like going here and there and everywhere. But I really felt I was going to start recording and then God was like, no do this so I did this so I hope it makes sense to you but we're going to be talking about hustle culture like I said Um, and hustle culture is so prevalent in our western society Um, and something about just that work 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 you ain't gotta go to work 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 sorry (laughs) Um, it's just taking control over a lot of people And I think the first thing we have to recognize when we talk about hustle culture is that our culture in general, talking about modern Western society culture, is very, very enticing, very enticing. It's fast paced and it's continually changing and that's a big part of its appeal. And what we have to take notice of is that when our attention is constantly getting shifted from trend to trend and when that ideal lifestyle uh, fashions, whatever it is, changes, we are naturally so intrigued and so allured that we get sucked into that and become very easily influenced. Like, man, like even, what is it? The Was it the Golden Globes or something that happened this week or last week? And there's like, Selena goes over to Taylor and she's like, oh my gosh, I asked for a picture with Timothy and she said no. And then Taylor's like, who? Kylie and then the other girl's like oh my gosh she did not and then we're all like oh 
what the heck? And then we go look at Kylie and Timothy and they're just over there being so cute and in love. And we're just like, we get so intrigued. We're like, oh, something's happening over there. Then something's happening over there. And then we just get influenced because no one even knows what that conversation was about. Like, for all we know, they could be talking about, like, tomatoes, you know? Like, we don't even know. But just because it's going from here to there to back to there, we're so intrigued. And whatever somebody says about it, we become so easily influenced. And the thing about our culture is that it's pretty dangerous, but our culture is what it does is it sets the expectation for what is considered normal. I need a sip of my... It sets the expectation for what is considered normal. And, like, it's never... Like, our society isn't normal. We live in a broken, fallen world. Nothing about the way we live is normal. Our society isn't normal. It's broken. It's it's crazy it's <laughs> nothing about it is normal but it sets the expectation of what normal is and should be defined as and the current normal at the moment is just hustle 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 bustle everybody's just always on the grind doing a thousand things at a thousand times and the speed at which our culture is running and the demands that we all collectively feel from society actually like force this pressure to constantly be moving and working at such a fast pace. And when you're living in the world, like you can be walking with the Lord, but unfortunately we're not in heaven yet. We still live here. And when we're surrounded by that environment all the time, and that's all we're surrounded by, and that's just everything that we see all the time, that pressure can feel quite like impossible to escape. And like, it's hard. I know I feel like sometimes I'm like, man, I'm not doing enough. And I do a lot as it is, but I just also feel like just because I see Rebecca on Instagram, like running five businesses, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm slacking. And it's like, you feel the pressure of it and it's hard. And I know most people listening are actively in some kind of hustle lifestyle, like whether it's at work or in your family, or if you're at school or uni or at home, like whatever it is, like, or the gym, don't even get me started on people who like are so the gym that's just a whole side thing anyway whatever it is you're effectively living in some type of hustle lifestyle and I just want us to take a step back let's just take two steps back and just ponder such a weird word to say but ponder the question like is that benefiting you spiritually is it benefiting you emotionally mentally physically like, is that really benefiting you? I'm just going to just think about that for a second. But, like, it's, oh man, all of the disillusionment and the drawbacks that come with this kind of work, work, work lifestyle are all very, very strategical attacks from the enemy. Very, very strategical. And I forget, I heard somebody say this once and it changed the way I looked at things where they said, you can always tell what's, imp you can always tell what's important to God when you look at what the world is trying to destroy. You can always tell what's important to God when you look at what the world is trying to destroy. And the enemy is using this hustle culture to create like a distance and a separation in our relationship with Jesus 
by taking the time we have and minimizing it as much as possible and filling it with just all this stuff. Like, <laughs> it's not, and they're not even important, like half of this stuff, that just it's just a bunch of little bull, whatever the word is that I'm not going to say, just, it's just all crap. Like he tries to fill up our time and account every hour of the day with all of this stuff that doesn't even really matter because he knows that if we're busy, we're going to forget that, oh, I haven't prayed today. I haven't read the Bible today. I haven't worshipped today. And then it gets to a week and you, oh, you haven't read your Bible for a week. You haven't spent time with God for a week. And then a month goes by. And then all of a sudden, your relationship with God is, fa- is, is suffer- you're suffering in your relationship with God because you feel disconnected because all your time was accounted for and you didn't allocate the time to spend time with the Father. And, like, God isn't, you know, it says, like, you know, when you get to heaven, like, well done, my good and faithful servant. That is a sentence that I would, I can not, I pray every day that God will say that to me. Um, if and when he might um, say, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant. Like, that is the best thing anybody could ever hear. But he's not going to say, well done, my good and faithful hustler. Well done, my good and faithful hustler who you just never stop hustling. I'm so proud that you just worked yourself to the bone. You just hustled. Well done, my hustler. Like, he's <laughs> he's not going to say that. He's not going to say that. And, you know, God doesn't call us to live in this kind of hustle culture. And when I was doing this about half an hour ago, God just said to me, he goes, name one time when I was in a hurry. And I was like, oh. And then he said, name one time where I didn't spend time with my father. Like name one time where I didn't spend time with my father. And there's story after story in the Bible where God had just performed a miracle. um, Or he'd been doing something crazy because God pulled off he didn't pull off he just did some really crazy stuff and after it before it in the middle of it whatever it was he went away and he prayed he talked to his he talked to God he talked to his father after he fed the 5,000 he didn't go and celebrate he went away and prayed because he knew where his true rest came from God lived a calm quiet life Not to say that he wasn't busy. God was a very busy man and he was doing a lot of things. But he lived a calm and quiet life even though he was one of the most sought after famous people that has ever lived. He still lived a quiet life. And a quiet life doesn't mean that you are not busy. It doesn't mean that you live a silent life. That's not what it means. It just means that you are anchored in peace and in God, and in the Spirit. And a lot of people have this expectation in their mind that they've kind of drawn up of what a good lifestyle looks like. Um, And you see it all the time because I see people posting, like, oh, I worked 15 hours today, and now I'm at the gym, and I've been here for two hours, and I'm going to be here for another hour, and then I'm going to go and pack 500 orders for my online business, and then I'm going to get 20 minutes sleep, and I'm going to do it all over again. (laughs) 
And I'm like, man, I don't think that's something to be bragging about, but whatever, they do it anyway. And what it does, it's like a snowball effect. It catches on. It's like, oh, this person's doing that. What the heck? I'm falling behind. Now I've got to do that. And then your friend sees you do that and they do it and then their friend sees them and everyone's just trying to keep up with each other for actually no reason. No reason why we're all trying to keep up with each other because we're all different people. We work at different pace. We have different interests, all this kind of stuff. Nobody's built the same, but we're all trying to keep up with each other in aims to achieve this unattainable lifestyle, this unattainable expectation of what our life should look like. And this is the thing, is that that kind of lifestyle, when you're pursuing wealth and success, and don't get me wrong, I think it's great to be a hard worker. I'm surrounded by hard workers. I'm a hard worker. I work very hard. My parents work very hard. My fa- my siblings work very hard. My family, everybody around me works very hard. My friends, all of this. And I don't think it's a bad thing to be a hard worker, but when you become consumed you become consumed and you're pursuing wealth and success and all of this stuff, what's happening is that you're putting the world's lifestyle over the word's lifestyle. You're putting the world's lifestyle over the word's lifestyle. And more, I would say a lot of times God puts things right in front of us that we want, that we need, that we've been praying for and he just like just pops them there right in front of us, like right in front of our face like this. But because we're just become so consumed with hustling and getting all of this stuff done, we don't, we don't see it. Like, let me put this. We don't see it. It's like we've got, it's there and we're, we just look through the gap. We don't see it because we're going 100 miles an hour. We're running, 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 running. Hustling, 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 working, 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 working. We're going so damn fast. And you know the thing, you know, when you're going 100 miles an hour on the road, you miss the signs. If you're going 100 miles an hour, you're going to miss the signs. God puts them there, but you're going so fast, you just drive past them. You don't even see them. You don't notice them. You don't know that they're there. When you're hustling, you miss the things God puts in front of you. You miss the opportunities he puts in front of you. You miss the people he puts in front of you. Because you're going so fast that you just go right past it. Hustling is something that we as Christians and disciples are not actually called to do. Hate to break it to you. It's not what we're called to do. Psalms 46.10 actually tells us to be still. And Psalms 37.7 calls us to rest in the Lord. So if hustle isn't him, isn't from him, or isn't a command given by him, there's only one other place that that could be coming from. The world is, and like I said before, you can always see what's important to God when you look at what the world is trying to destroy. The world is trying to destroy peace, rest, quietness, healing time by making us busy and stressed and occupying our time because the enemy knows that all of those things, peace, rest, healing, are all very important things to God. And when you look in scripture, you can see that. 
1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 4:11 and to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. We are called to live a quiet lifestyle. It doesn't th- this verse this verse from the Bible from Jesus from Jesus, I sounded very British. Man, I'm getting way too comfortable talking. I'm, uh, my friends think I'm so weird. One of my friends, he says to me all the time, he goes, man, you're so weird. You just come out with the most random stuff. Sorry about it, sweetheart. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so sorry. First Thessalonians 4.11 doesn't say, and aspire to live, a, aspire to live hectically, aspire to live biz- busily, aspire to live stressfully, It says, aspire to live quietly. We are called to live a quiet lifestyle, which is how we know it is a command by God, one, because he tells us, but also because it's the exact opposite of what the world is promoting. And a quiet lifestyle doesn't mean a life that's not fun or busy or sociable or silent. It's a life that's anchored in the word, a life that's anchored in peace and in the spirit. And it can be hard to change your lifestyle. If you're living in a hustle lifestyle, it can be hard to change to a quiet lifestyle because it doesn't really appear to have upfront benefits. When we decide to focus on resting and healing and just kind of quiet, quietening, everything down it may seem like we're not achieving as much that we are accomplishing less that we are lazy but (laughs) it is in that that we actually what we do have is we have more time we have more time we are creating time for seeds to grow not but like we're creating time this is what we're doing we're creating time for them to be sown to be watered to be attended to and attended to and attended to regularly but you're actually giving them time to grow. Like we know if we plant a seed on Monday and give it water and sunlight, it's not going to be fully flourished by Tuesday. It needs time to grow. It needs time to bear its fruit. It's important we stop hustling to get ahead, but rather we take rest in God to just be human. God is the only source of true rest. And he knows what rest is for us. A lot of people think rest is sleeping. Rest is not sleeping. That is, <laughs> that is not what rest is. Sleeping is important, but that's not rest. God knows how we actually as humans get rest because he's the one who created us and he knows the only way to get rest is to delight in the Lord. God ca- <laughs> I can't speak. God calls us to be still and he calls us to rest within the presence of the Father And we know that within rest and stillness actually comes healing. And most importantly, our distorted perception of reality, like from the world, is realigned with God's reality and his truth. You don't want to be you don't want to be misaligned. Why would you want to be misaligned when you're misaligned? You're out of balance. You aren't walking in your purpose. You are just a bit all over the shop. You want to become aligned. And there is a quote by Elizabeth. Elizabeth Elizabeth Elliot that says rest is a weapon given to us by God 
I'm going to say this again. Rest is a weapon given to us by God. The enemy hates it because he wants us to be stressed and occupied. The best, the best way to counteract the works of the enemy is to rest in God. Because in the Lord you find healing, you find restoration, wisdom, love, peace, discernment. You find everything you could ever need in Jesus. He want, like, And this is the thing too. Like, God wants you to come to him. Amid the busyness and stressfulness of your day, in the midst of a breakdown of panic, fear, sadness, loneliness, whatever it is, God wants you to come to him. Now, like Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty says, Come to me, all you, who, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will, f- and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God will move what needs to be moved, and he will carry what you cannot. He will give you rest in the busyness of your day, in the busyness of your week, month, life, year, decade. <laughs> you need to you need to take a step back. Stop going a hundred miles an hour. Track it back down to like 60, 70, 80. And let God take the wheel. Because when he takes the wheel, we don't miss the signs on the road. You know, when I was praying about this episode, the first verse, the very first verse, I had a few verses come to my mind, but the first one was Matthew 23, 25 to 26, which says, What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are filthy, full on greed and self-indulgence. You are blind. First, wash the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will become clean too. First off, man, God, really random side note. We have it so easy. I was thinking about this the other day. We have it so easy. Like you, sometimes the Bible gets like, man, I'm, I'm shook when I read the Bible. Like Jonah disobeyed the Lord and he was thrown into the belly of a fish. Uh, what the heck kind of punishment is that? He was thrown to the belly of a fish. We disobey and we just get a little bit of conviction. We just get mm, a little bit upset. We do the wrong thing. Oh, I drunk too much, I get drunk, and then I feel guilty about it. Jonah just disobeyed, which we all do all the time, but he got put in the belly of a fish. Man, we have it easy. That was a really quick side note. But I think, like I said, in this verse, it's talking about for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and dish and then the outside. For you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are filthy. First wash the inside of the cup and dish and then the outside will become clean too. And I think a lot of people live like the Pharisees this verse talks about. We hustle all day, every day, so like our outward appearance looks good. That we look well organized, we look presentable, we look wealthy, accomplished, successful, whatever it is. But inside, we are, we're like dirty. 
dirty, dirty, dirty. Completely overcome, like, and we're overcome by guilt and shame and anger and bitterness and all of this stuff because we focus so hard on working to make the outside look good, but we forget about the inside. And it's like if you pick up a cup off a shelf and the outside looks clean, you're like, cool, go to make a cup of tea or a coffee. You look inside and it's all dirty. You're just going to put it back, put it back up there. Like no one's going to want to be in relationship and fellowship with you if your inside is dirty. Like you're not going to want to drink out of a dirty cup. And this is the thing, if people actually stop to look inside themselves, you know, you go to the gym so you look jacked, so you can pick up that girl that you like. You go, you work so hard so you have all this money so that you can go buy expensive things and all of this stuff. But if you actually stop to look inside yourself, you would see that you're tired, you're burnt out, you feel empty. And when we're so busy, we not only forget to look inside to see that we're dirty, but we don't even take the time to recognize why the reason is that we're angry, the reason we have low energy, the reason people annoy the bullcrap out of us all the time is because we just need rest. We need rest. And when we don't recognize that and we don't invest in the time to take that rest, we it's like an overflow of emotion and built up and it more often than not results in conflict in your relationships um physical side effects like and just a lot of built up anger and it gets hard gets really really hard but i really didn't think about like having a drink while i was recording Hmm. but i have good news for you and I'm quite excited for this because it, it's pretty good. We don't have to wait until we are burnt out to evaluate what was burning us. Damn, girl. We don't have to wait until we are burnt out to evaluate what is burning us. And I like if we think of it like this, if you see a glass and it has a crack in it, you don't have to wait until the glass shatters to know that it was broken or that it was breaking. Because you already knew, you could see the crack. You're like, oh, that's going to break. That's, I mean, it shatters. You're like, oh, I'm not surprised. Mum's like, oh, hey, PJ, why, did, why is this, like, do you know anything about this glass? Why is it broken? And PJ says, oh, yeah, um, it had crack in it. And she's like, oh, that makes sense. And even if we can't see our cracks, even if we can't see what is burning us, God can see it. He doesn't have to wait until we shatter, until we burn out to know what broke us, to know what burnt us. He already knows. And that, it's what, and that is why it's so important to take time to rest in the spirit and to let him heal you. You know, David says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew me a loyal spirit. And renew a loyal spirit within me. What he's doing is he's taking the time to rest. And during that time, he's inviting the Holy Spirit to come and heal what needs healing and to restore what is broken. But if David was so busy and he didn't take the time to step back and allocate the time, 
Like you can't expect God to heal you and fix what needs to be broken if you're not al- al- like allowing the time for to come and invite him to do that. You need to just slow down. Like I said before, if you're at 100, track it back to 60, 70, 80. Because we can't expect God to come in and heal us if we're not giving him the time or inviting him to do that. It's not a, like a one and done kind of job. It takes time. It's a process. God needs time. We need time. We all need time. I had to stop because my mic fell. <laughs> but what I was saying is that we can't we can't expect God to heal us if we're not going to give him the time to or invite him to do so and this is what this is what I was talking about when we're going to be jumping here and there I want to do a quick little crash course on Elijah with you guys for those who don't know Elijah was a very famous prophet in the Bible if you want to read the full story of Elijah, it's told in First and Second Kings. But as like a quick kind of summary, the story of Elijah is about his conflict to King Ahab and his wife Jezebel. And what happens is that Jezebel turns King Ahab away from God to instead worship false gods. So when this happens, Elijah stands up for God's truth and stands up to the king. And in doing this, he then challenges Jezebel's false prophets. And he challenges them. He says, you know, bring down fire on this mountain. And to no surprise, they fail. And he then builds a fire with 12 stones representing the 12 tribes of Israel. And God brings down a fire to show the people of Israel, along with Jezebel and King Ahab, that he is the true God. There's lots in between then to when Elijah goes to be with God, but pretty much like To cut a long story very, very short, Elijah is carried up to heaven in a chariot of fire soon after he appoints Elisha, another prophet, to take his place. So he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool, dude. And he does a lot of work for God's kingdom. And but I wanted to talk to you about something specifically. There's a passage in the Bible and Elijah is laying under a juniper tree after a day's journey in the wilderness. And he is asking God to die. He it was too much for him. He was tired. It was too hard. And he's just asking God to die. He had enough. And God sent him an angel who told him, this journey is too much for you. Rest and eat. And you already know what he did. Elijah got up and he ate, then went back to sleep. When Elijah worked the second time, the angel repeated himself and said the same thing. This journey is too much for you. Rest and eat. Because one day of rest is not enough. Elijah did not get better as quickly as he wanted to, but it was because of his rest that Elijah was then sustained enough to walk a massive trip of 40 days and 40 nights. That's huge. It didn't just happen in one day, though. He had to take the time. And, you know, time in the Bible is different, so I don't know if it was actually two days. It could have been 20 days. It could have been 20 weeks. Whatever it was, but it didn't take just one day. He had to rest for a prolonged period of time. And after so, and after that, he was then sustained to go on a huge trip. And if Elijah never took the time to rest, man, there isn't any way he could have done a 40-day journey. Like, even when you are well rested, 40 days is still big. That's like over a month. 
and I often think many of us are too proud to admit that we need rest. We're very prideful. We're very prideful people, society, culture, whatever you want to call it. We're just very prideful. And even the greatest of prophets, the greatest of prophets needed to take rest. Elijah's journey was too much for him to continue walking that he actually called out to God and asked God to die. That's pretty, that's pretty heavy. That man, the Bible really keeps it real with us. Hey, like, he's like, God, I just want to die. It's too much for him. But God sent him an angel and didn't say, okay, it's too much for you. I'm going to assign you to a different, I'm going to assign you to a different mission, Elijah. If this is too much for you, that's okay. I'll just give you something easier. He didn't say that. He sent him an angel who told him to eat and rest. And it was after he ate and rest that he could get back up and keep going. We are all going to walk through seasons where life burns us out. But we need to remember that when the journey gets too much, God calls us to rest. And the best place to rest is the Lord. And like, when it's talking about resting and eating, I definitely do think it means literally you have to eat to have energy. But the word of God sustains you. You need to rest. You need to delight in the Father, but you need to, you need to eat the Word of Life. You know, you need to be in your Word, be in your Bible, because um, that's where we encounter God. That's where we encounter God. And a lot of people are like, man, I'm too busy to do that. I'm too busy to do that. If you're like me right now, sitting on your couch, instead of chucking on Netflix, as men, and this is the thing too, when we work so so hard, we just get this like thing like we use it as an excuse for distraction we're tired so we're like okay I'm just gonna I've earned it I'm super tired I'm gonna chuck on I'm gonna chuck on Netflix you're sitting on the couch instead of watching Netflix you could be sitting here worshiping the Lord for 10 not even for a whole episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine 20 minutes you could sit here and for 10 minutes worship and allocate the time amid your busyness and just worship like what's the song what's the song what does it go holy holy lord almighty worthy to be praised just sit and sing for 10 minutes and then you can go back to watching brooklyn 99 if that's what you really want to do but don't make excuses. Don't use tiredness as an excuse for being distracted. Use tiredness as an excuse to, for devotion. If you're tired and you need rest, don't go, okay, I'm tired. Okay, I'm just going to distract myself from how tired I feel and watch Netflix. Go, I'm tired. Okay, cool. Let's do some devotion because it is in devotion and in time with the Lord where I actually get true rest. Guys, we need to crank down the speed. We don't want to go 100 anymore because we'll miss the signs. 2024, 2020 more. More of God, less of us. More time with God, less time for ourselves. Less time to feed into the desires of our flesh. More of God. Crank down the speed. If your New Year resolution is to spend more time with God, write down, if you're going 100... Okay, maybe this year I'm just going to go 70 or 60, whatever it may be. 
Let's take a step back. Quiet down all the voices of the world so you can actually hear God. A lot of people think God's like this big loud voice and he's so in your face. And like because it's so in your face, oh, it must be God. Mm -mm. God's a gentleman. He isn't going to yell at you. God's not going to stand in your face and yell at you. He's not going to force you to do something. And when everything's so loud, God kind of gets drowned out because he's a gentleman and he's not forceful. So take the time to quieten down all of the other stuff so you can actually hear God. Just slow down. Slow down a little bit. First Thessalonians tells us, aspire to live quietly. Live quietly this year. Spend time with God. Rest in God. Sleep isn't rest. God is rest. So rest in the Lord. I'm going to pray and I'm going to leave it there. I hope you guys understood that. I know I was a little bit jumpy, but I just had a couple different things that I had to, that I wanted to cover that were like a bit all over the place. So I hope you understood. I'm going to pray and then that's it for today. So Lord, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Jesus. I thank you um, just that you are where we find true rest, Lord. I pray that this year um, people would just quieten down, Father, um, that they would slow down, Lord. I pray that um, I pray that they would just want more of you, Lord, and less of themselves, Father. I pray that... Um, I pray that they would slow down, that they wouldn't feel the need to hustle anymore, Lord, um, that they would be able to take the time to be peaceful and to be still and to rest in you. And I pray all these things in your name. Amen. Well, oh, my legs are sore from that. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, I'm sorry that I was a little bit all over the place. I'm sorry that I spoke in a British accent for a little bit. That was really weird. <laughs> um yeah I'm sorry that I waved my feet at you at the start as well I did some really weird things this episode I'm really sorry I promise you I'm not actually that weird but nonetheless I hope you enjoyed it um if you need any prayer again just message me on instagram at gtf podcast um make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel if you want to if you enjoy watching actual video and yeah I just pray you have a good week go to church on Sunday don't miss out on your Sunday fix it's important to go to church so go to church um yeah but God loves you I love you God loves you more than I love you um yeah but I hope you have a good week thanks so much